Hello everyone. My name is Natasha Sakota and I was born in Johannesburg, South Africa, but now I live in the beautiful town of Lugano in Switzerland. And I started my coaching career six years ago with neuro-linguistic programming. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewanfo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. That actually was formed the basis of all my career because I did the practitioner, the master practitioner, just to give you information, and then I became a trainer and consultant. From there, having that as a basis, I became a relational counselor. And then I went into coaching, uh, International Coaching Federation, ICF. So I'm an executive and corporate coach. And then I thought, something has to be added. And I know a lot of things, but I really wanted a more holistic view. So I did hypnosis. I studied hypnosis. And that's what I think we're going to discuss today over here. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is great. That is powerful, Natasha. I, I like the, the topic that we, we're having today. So at least you're going to break, down, break it down for us and how it is applied. Uh, in business because that is what we are actually targeting all right now mm -hmm. let's uh, consider the amateur people who do not understand uh, what hypnosis even mean uh do you want to explain it like what is hypnosis okay hypnosis actually is a flow a natural flow that we get into it's a state of being very alert but in a calm manner. So what we're doing, it's like a camera, you know, we, we, we get rid of the peripheral uh, environment and we just focus on the lens inwardly, okay, into our own being, but we are alert. So if it's not that you actually go to sleep in hypnosis and um, the structure on how it is done uh, through looking up, because looking up, that's a simple way of doing hypnosis. I'll show you as you look up and then you close the eyelids down. That looking up is something that is putting us in a state of alert and high concentration. But we want to be calm. Why? Because with hypnosis, we are trying to, in a way, rewire perhaps bad habits, things that we are kind of stuck with that we just can't seem to overcome because actually our reality is, is dealt with, um, our conscious mind only deals 5% with it. So a very little of our day is in the conscious mind and everything is run by our subconscious. So by going into hypnosis, we can really go into figuring out where can I improve or how can I augment my potential? So it's not only I've got a problem, let's fix it. It's also how can I really build my um, talents, my possibilities? So this is hypnosis. I do it in the context of coaching, of coaching people to, to better themselves, uh, to become the person they want to be even, just happier. That's what this is all about. 
That's interesting. That's interesting. We all want to be happier. We all want to to live more. We all want to give more. We all want yes. to uh, express our full potential. Uh, in that uh, in life, uh, we should we are, we are here for a purpose. We should be able to uh, bring what the baggage that we came to life with. Uh, this experience, we should be able to discharge it before we die. Les Brown, uh, the famous American uh, motivational speaker, will say, you need to spend your life here. There is no need. You come in and you go with everything you came with. No, it is not, it is not fair. You are cheating humanity. Exactly. You came with a, with, a, with a baggage full of potential. And if you don't spend it, it's like you are going to the grave with it. And like your life doesn't have any meaning <laughs> so <laughs> exactly exactly to go forward and yeah uh, to discover also curiosity and see actually how much we can actually do I, I don't do though just to make sure i'm not doing clinical hypnosis this is where people can go to uh, alleviate pain also through hypnosis and this is more a clinical hypnotist will do but what i'm here is exactly that Sometimes, though, obey, we have to also get rid of baggage that we have accumulated in the years through perhaps our younger lives where we have um, gotten some beliefs because, you know, we all have to learn from others. And these beliefs that we get when we're smaller in a way, we make that belief, but then that belief makes us. I don't know if, if that's understandable. We fall into perhaps bad habits or fears. They shouted at me while I was um, doing something. I don't know. Oh, or let's say they laughed at me while I was doing a, a speech and, oh, I cannot speak again in public. No way. How embarrassing. And that could have happened when we were nine, ten. And to this day, at 40, I'm still frightened to speak in front of people. And so this is where I come in to get rid of that baggage, to say, no, we can forget it. Let go of those things that are holding you back. And that's what this hypnosis can do. All right. Uh, you were saying before just now that um, you don't do a clinical hypnosis, uh, which is, uh, for me, mean that there are different types of hypnosis. hypnosis yes. uh, do you want to clarify that, at least for the audience, people that are listening to us now, so that they can know um, the differences in it, actually? Well, it's not... Okay, I'm doing it in the context of coaching and to achieve your goals, okay? Um, but a clinical psychologist, even dentists, doctors... They use hypnosis instead of perhaps using a painkiller. They can use hypnosis to assist you not to feel the pain and to reduce that threshold level of pain. So um, even uh, sometimes you have hypnobirthing. There are, um, you know, nurses that have studied hypnobirthing where you can actually give a child only using and being in hypnosis. So there are many, many different ways um, of using hypnosis. Mine is quite a simple one. Um, I am just interested in getting the person to go into his inner being and to find solutions that he has in, you know, in himself already and to gain understanding. Because sometimes, because of the things that happened in the past, we... Um, 
we don't understand why we have certain behaviors now. Uh, another type of hypnosis is actually also going back in past lives. Uh, and actually, yesterday I was walking in the park, I bumped into a lady who explained that she had a friend who kept always having a sore stomach, always since she was born, and she couldn't understand what it was. And then finally, she did a hip hypnosis to past lives and realized that she actually had been stabbed in the stomach. And so this was a reason for the sore stomachs. And after she saw that through hypnosis, the pain went. It was relieved. So That's powerful. <laughs> very powerful. <laughs> All right. Now, before we go into how it is used in business, uh, can you help me understand uh, what is the foundation of hypnosis? Is it uh, from the level of spirituality? Um, is it from new science? Is it scientific? Uh, what, what is the background? What is the basis? How do we explain it um, to people who are not expert in it, who do not understand it, who do not know how to uh, classify it as a field of study? Yes. Well, hypnosis actually uh, started by um, Mesmer. Ant Anton Mesmer was his name in 1774, where he actually saw that there were, he called it magnetism. There was this kind of fluid that was flowing through the blood. In a sense, we have an energy, okay? And if that energy is blocked, and this is what Anton Mesmer found, then the person has disease or illness or something like that. So he used a method to try and, you know, relax the person, to try and get them out of the state that they were in. And um, it was regarded a bit weird, this mesmerism. That's where the word mesmerism comes from. So at the beginning, it wasn't very accepted. In fact, until 100 years later, people were doing mesmerism, uh, you know, in the back doors. They weren't really seen uh, doing it because it was actually not legal. And then um, James Baird, a Scottish um, psychologist and doctor, he actually saw the benefits that this mesmerism was having on people because they actually went in again to themselves, okay, into their subconscious. And he changed the word mesmerism or let's say, yes, animal magnetism to hypnose, which comes from the Greek goddess word, the goddess of sleep. And James Bird put his clients into hypnosis using that famous pendulum that everybody knows of, you know, or even bringing his, he saw that if he brought his fingers closer, 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 closer to your eyes like this, if you even do it yourselves now, take your two fingers and you bring them closer, 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 your eyes come so close that you feel like closing your eyes. And that just brings you into that focused internal calm state. So it did develop through these various experiments and was taken forward. And actually, Milton Erickson, who is the father of modern hypnosis, and he was a psychologist and a psychotherapist, family therapist, he was brilliant because he just used hypnosis in a sense as if we're having a natural conversation. He would cure his patients by just talking to them in this hypnotic way, using hypnotic language, hypnotic tones. But 
if you listen to him, you'd think he was just having a conversation because, I mean, we enter into hypnosis every day into trance. Always, like if you're watching a film, you know, and you're so engrossed and someone comes in quickly and you go, oh, you know, you're like, goodness me, I, I, I was in trance. So it's a kind of a natural state, but the sciences have used it and have found really through research a great deal of benefit. And, um, okay, then there was Dave, uh, David Elman who also made very brief inductions. Okay, that's a, a technical word, but that's how we get into hypnosis. There are certain methods used to get into a deeper state because what we're doing is basically I talked about uh, this energy and brain waves. Okay. We have brain waves that keep us in our active state at the moment. We are in beta, beta brain wave. Okay. Which is quite quick. And so science shows that to get into this altered state, which is almost as if you're just before going to sleep, you know, you enter into the alpha and the Hertz, the electric Hertz, are lower, 8 to 13. And you can even go to a deeper level of theta, which is between a 5 and 8. I'm not sure exactly the amount. But this going into an altered, calm, focused state enables us to be suggestible. Why? Okay. Suggestible means I want to suggest to myself things that are going to help me, things that are going to allow me to overcome so the science is behind hypnosis. It is used in Olympic teams, in sports teams, to help them visualize the performance they have to do and to be sure that they are in top shape for that moment. Hmm. All right. It's beginning to get interesting now. Yeah. Um, is it possible that uh, somebody can undergo uh, self-hypnosis self so that you can drive yourself into this state and sort of... Um, I try to, um, how do I say, um, sort of recondition your subconscious to sort of produce exactly what you want. Help me understand that. That could be very powerful for individuals. Not only will I help you understand it, we're going to do it. How about that? We can do it now. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. Is that good? Is that a good idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So self-hypnosis is fantastic at... Okay, two times. I believe in it, especially when you go to bed. Let's say you have to solve a solution and you, with your conscious mind, you're thinking all day and it's just not happening. You cannot find the solution. So you know what I want you to do? I want you to write down on a piece of paper what you have to do. I have to find a solution and you keep it next to your bed. At night, you go to bed and you read this. Just before you go to bed, and then you do this exercise of self-hypnosis. So this is it. Obey. You can follow my instructions. Perhaps you can show the, you know, the people. So what you have to do is you're lying on your cushion, but now we're head straight. Keep the head straight. And just lift your eyeballs up, only the eyeballs, as if you're looking into your forehead. Okay? So you go up like that. Okay, and you, and you breathe in. And breathe out, okay? And you keep your eyeballs up. And again, you breathe in and you breathe out. And don't worry about the blinking. It's a bit, you know, uncomfortable. But this is hypnosis setting in. And you keep your eyeballs up. Breathe in and breathe out. And as you breathe in for the final time, you close only your eyelids. 
you see here now, maybe you can see the whites of my eyes as I close. Okay, but I close the eyelids down. And now, in a way, I've already entered into hypnosis. And then you can just take a moment with yourself. There are methods you can think of going down a flight of five steps, you know, that you're going down number five, deeper into an awareness of yourself, going into step four, and all the sounds and noise just take you deeper into hypnosis, into this internal time with yourself. Step three, you're going to step three, and you can see your feet and feel your feet touching each step as you go down. And then you're on step two, and you can really feel that you're going into this calm, relaxed state. And in step one, you are deep in your profound internal being. You could, okay, and as you're going down, but you don't have to do this step. You think of what you need to resolve. I need to find a solution to invent this machine. And you just keep thinking that I am going to find the solution. You start to suggest to yourself, I know I will find the solution. I have the solution. I know the solution. And you just think it. And slowly, slowly, you'll drift off to sleep. That's why I like to do it at night. But your subconscious will work on that solution. And I tried this out. I've given it to my clients. And the next day, or not only the next day, the next few days or even in a week, the solution comes. And so that's because you're open to finding it. And that's how this self-hypnosis can help you. And this is before going to bed. So I suggest if you've got anything you need to resolve or do or think about, do it before going to sleep. But you can also use it just before an exam or just before a performance. Obviously, having done uh, the other work beforehand. I mean, a session with me in hypnosis is two hours. It's long, you know, because we want to break down all beliefs that are limiting you. But you can use a self-hypnosis. Let's say I'm about to write an exam and I'm nervous and I'm having fear. And oh, all you can do is look up quickly, do this, you know, eyeballs up, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out again. Keeping your eyeballs up, breathe in, breathe out. Close your eyelids down and think, I know my work. Everything is going to come to me. My memory is the most amazing artificial intelligence machine. It will allow me to remember everything. And you think this. Just for a minute or two, I know everything. And then you just open your eyes and you're back. Like this, you get into the zone. You get into concentration. You get rid of the fear and you get into focus. And I can promise you that exam Hopefully you've studied. All the information will come back to you. All right. Now, this is, like I said before, it's just getting more interesting. You see, uh, there is an experiment. I've, I've always liked to do some experiment. I am not, I don't even have any understanding of hypnosis, but I know this is what I have done in some cases uh, that I, I'm still trying to understand because um, mm. I, I like to understand a few things. When I was uh, in secondary school, I was in Nigeria then, uh, there was some time that I was trying to resolve some problem in mathematics or in some other area. Maybe I'm studying something I didn't understand it. 
what I usually do is that I will make sure that I what I I didn't understand I read that the last before I go to bed. Uh, I I didn't do any of the rituals that you made mention of. Uh, I just uh, make sure that I do that. Then I go to bed. Then in the morning I will find the solution to the problem. I never knew how it happened, but it just happened, and it happened almost all the time. So I I how do you explain that? Okay, so it's exactly that. You go into that altered state, you see. So when we're in beta, which is now, what, where I am at with you, okay, we're in that everyday talking and very conscious of what's going on. But when you go to sleep, you enter that alpha state, like with hypnosis. It's a light sleep. But hypnosis is where you're actually focusing on a certain thing. But you also go through all these altered states before you go to sleep. It's a natural phenomenon. So you are entering into that hypnotic state, like little kids. Have you noticed that they, when they are ready to go to bed, the baby rolls their eyes up and you see the white. So they are entering naturally into an hypnotic state. So you just did it naturally and you don't have to do what I did, you know, this self-hypnosis. Does that explain? And then, of course, the more we have our circadian cycles and then we go into alpha, theta, delta, which is like a one hour and a half usually on average, and we get deeper into sleep. But that threshold alpha, theta moment is when you were thinking of your maths problems, went into the subconscious, and then the subconscious works on it all night. And you don't even know. And you woke up and you said, oh, no, I know. Right. Um do you want to say anything about dream? Does it have to do with dream? Like uh, what you think about is what you dream about sometime. Uh, I've have to uh, say this to some people sometime that um, when you when you have a dream, sometimes you don't dream of something that have never entered into your consciousness. Like when you have a dream, how I managed to understand this too, is that somebody will say, I have a dream, uh, something was pursuing me. Uh, the person is always able to explain this something because this something is going to have a form, a color, maybe a sound. But all this has the conversion we already have about our reality. Like, for example, a, a person from my village have a dream. He or she will never explain it like an America or like a European uh, who maybe might explain it in the context of a European. Instead, he or she will explain it in the context of the reality that we have in a village, like maybe a masquerade. And a certain type of masquerade, for example, was pursuing me in a dream. Then, after a certain amount of time hearing this, I tend to believe that uh, all these images are already in your head, in your subconscious. You are not tapping into it on your day-to-day -day life. But since you have been a child, you have been fed with these images, so that time that you are in the dream, you sort of connect to it. And now you are, re you are regurgitating it outside and now you, because these are the things that come to you. Because if it is not, you should explain it in a, it's something that you do not know. But how can you explain what you do not know? Because you don't know what you do not know. This is a, you tell me because I am you. We are from the same culture. We know almost about the same thing. So when you tell me, it makes sense to me. I don't know if that is anything you want to talk about. 
can you can you say something about that in terms of or is there any relationship between hypnosis uh the subconscious and the dream that we do have help me with that oh yeah i definitely think they are linked absolutely you know dreams are also a way for us to elaborate what went on through the day but not only as you said dreams also come from all information that was around and somehow came into our, our lives. I mean, I also had another client who was always um, dreaming that he was fighting and a warrior and going, oh, he has these magnificent movies in his dreams. Actually, I, I said, well, what, you should write them down because they Beautiful. are <laughs> yeah, really stories that you could never even invent if you were like awake, you know? So they are 11 million bits of information that is around us all the time that we can absorb. But a lot of it maybe just creeps in and in us because of that 95%, I'm sort of in my trance state. So it can filter, it can be there, you can elaborate it. Maybe when you're sleeping, it comes out because during the day you're working, you don't have time to go into the subconscious. And so in, in the dreams, or I used to dream that I could fly. And I was always wondering, what does this mean? I can fly. I could really feel. I was like a bird. I could feel my wings going up only when I was younger, though, until about 25, 28. And then I realized this flying meant I'm going to travel. I'm going to move away. I'm going to see new worlds. And this was this connection with the bit, in a way, prepping myself through my dreams, because at that time I didn't know about hypnosis. So, yes. It's a natural state hypnosis. And that's why many people, when they say they are scared of it, it, no, you are in full control. Like with sleep, if someone bangs the door and you have to wake up, you will immediately with hypnosis. If the guide leaves the room after about five minutes, you say, well, where is this, this the hypnotist? You'll wake up. You are in control. So I don't know if this maybe explains a bit. <laughs> the no, it, does, it does explain it. Uh, in one of my book, um, I will sort of try to tickle a little bit with this because I, I've written a, a book um, that I titled uh, Identity Crisis. Uh, in that at a point, you do have the possibility of rewriting your history, of rewriting your story. Uh, and of course, it has to do with uh, the information that you have in front of you and how you want to redefine yourself. So I'm really very interested in this uh, it is concept of short of not really a concept. It is understanding of the subconscious, because I think that there is a lot that is in there that we do not talk about. There is a lot that is in there that we do not know. Uh, Sometimes uh, Les Brown will say, "You need a, you need help to even navigate within your own self." Because it's like a web of information. You say like a level billion bit of information. <laughs> that that is just about the tip of the iceberg because i was also looking at that from the point of view you can even say a scientific if you like like we our existence is not just when we were born up to this stage we have becoming we are a product of millions of years of evolution because there is no really cut there have never been any 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 break from where human beings have been evolving to this time, is that we came into existence 
through a fusion of the sperm and the egg. This is coming from a man and a woman. It, it didn't come from just that they, they have never, it's like the flow of water. It's always flowing. You don't cut it, no? Because if you cut, cut it, it becomes two separate things. It's always flowing. All the waters in the world are all connected. They are flowing to different directions, but they are all coming back. They are going around and turning around. So I think that the human being in this sense is very deep. It's very deep that there is, uh, there is something and we don't know enough of who we are. So I think maybe this is why we need coaches like you who can help us to navigate even within ourselves because we are too powerful but we hardly ever use our power. I don't know if you want to say anything about that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and as coaches, we get coached. We have mentors always. We never stop trying to find out more about how we are, what uh, triggers us, what makes us. And we're always there on this journey to find out more about this amazing being of our, our body. It's incredible. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, as you were saying, we are definitely also connected in this energy field where everything really is flowing, okay? And this can enable us also to think about the vibration we emit. And what vibration am I giving out today? Because if I'm angry and frustrated, my vibrations are very low. And so the likelihood of perhaps wanting that job offer like one of, is hard because I'm so frustrated, my vibrations are low, and other people can feel this vibration. And who wants to give you a promotion if you're frustrated? So, no, yeah, knowing these, that if you're in a better state, we have so much power in ourselves, we can do anything we set our mind to. Absolutely. And that's why... We have to give the mind the right instructions. Sometimes, yes, this is very important because if we are always saying, oh, I'm a failure, I can't do this, I hate, you know, I hate going to work, it comes and it's seen. So um, talking about evolution, we are evoluting, we are. However, we still have the reptile brain. We have three brains. We have evolved in the neocortex, the front part of the brain. That is the logical brain. And that is what sets us apart from animals. We have logic, you know, the neocortex. But the two old brains, and especially the reptilian, is the one that makes me have that fight, flight, freeze. I've got to run away. I've got to shout back to, to protect myself. And we've still got that. And often that's the one that emerges and that puts us a bit back, you know? And so um, we have to learn to deal with this reptilian brain because now we don't really have animals hunting us before we needed this as a form of protection. Now still in certain circumstances, in certain countries and where it's not safe, of course, this reptilian is very important, okay? I'm talking about, let's say in a work setting, you know, and someone makes me angry, I immediately, oh, what? how dare you say something like that to me? That's the reptilian. So it's still there, even though we have evolved with the neocortex. And just to complete, we also have the mammalian brain, which is the one of, you know, 
love and warmth and raising children, which is also quite an oldish old brain. Sorry that I don't have exactly the dates, but <laughs> there we go. Thank you so much for that. It, it, I, I really love the conversation. Uh, don't worry, we are moving to how to use it just now. But as you were talking, I remember a, a term that, that I use um, in the book I just made mention of, you know, because I sort of find a lot of correlation there. I would say that the way that we function as human beings, if you don't rewrite your history, you are going to be like the normal default of life. And the normal default of life, uh, the life doesn't really care what you want to be. The, the mind or the brain just want to keep you alive like every other life. That we want to build the airplane, that we want to organize a metropolitan city. It's not really the design of your mind, the mm. evolution, where we are coming from. We are coming from a very uh, horrific and a kind of horror type of lifestyle. Like, for example, if you go to... Um, in the forest where you see the animal fighting on that is where we came from it's very horrific so i can understand that uh the reptilian brain that <laughs> we are always fighting because yeah. other animal like you want to eat you not like they, it's not they just want to eat you alive exactly even there humans are, <laughs> <laughs> there are sometimes i've watched uh, maybe uh, the lions and and the uh, the gazelle in the forest you see maybe uh, the dogs in the forest coming really tearing apart other animal like them. So if you if we evolve from that condition, it is natural that sometimes those things enter into our mind. But like you said, but we have also developed other type of consciousness that help us to deal with it. So now what I'm trying to say here, talking of rewriting your history, rewriting your story, is that it's going to be a deliberate effort for you to move beyond the default. It doesn't come naturally. Yes. So, anyway, I just want to I, point out. <laughs> no, 100%. Actually, we say that. What do you want? And you got to go for it. If you tell me I want to, I don't know, let's think of something, be a manager. And then I say, but how much do you want it? Out of 10. And the person says, well, eight. Even eight for me is, that's not enough. You want to want it and you want to focus with this deliberate intention to override, you know, whatever may be holding you back. So there is this, you are totally right. The brain keeps us sometimes back and it does actually what we want it to do. But its job is to keep us alive. And that's also why people stay in their comfort zone, but they are actually not happy. They are scared that the change will be worse than the situation they are in now. And so, yeah, um, you know, this rewrite your history. If, it, if the history was so bad, you know, if the past was really bad and many people, have, all of us have had things that are traumatic and, and that is, holding you back sometimes we really have to understand okay perhaps what i have now is related to that in the past but now is not then anymore i have to let it go let me you know it doesn't mean forget it we don't want to forget the past but just let that baggage go and let's live now you know for the future thank you for that 
it required maturity. It required maturity to do that, to know that you're going to have to rewrite it. Uh, of course, leveraging what, where you are coming from, the past, and rewriting where you are now because you have a projection of what you want to be in the future. Yeah. All right. How do we use hypnosis in business? They will, this will be very important now for people that are in business and they want to leverage this awesome power. Okay. Well, it's the mindset. That's what I coach my executive clients. What is the mindset that you want as a leader? So, for instance, if I have a, um, an executive who is now a leader but doesn't trust his team, okay, or he doesn't trust, so he's like saying, do this, oh, no, you didn't do it properly, I'll do it, okay? So that person then will not be able to really get a team that he can count on because they, they feel that the leader doesn't trust them. And if the leader doesn't trust them first, it's difficult for your team to trust you as a leader. So um, what I would do with them is put them in hypnosis. They would come to me and maybe say, look, look, I have a bit of this issue with trust. And we would go back and find out why, because I really believe that our early years have formed a lot of our beliefs. And these beliefs we carry with us through life. So we would go back through hypnosis to understand, to review the, the history and understand why. Once you've got that understanding, you can say, okay, now I know. Perhaps my, my mother kept telling me, well, I don't, I don't believe you. You're lying. You know, when I was, oh, that's not true. I don't believe you. You're lying. And then he sort of form this belief, well, you know, she doesn't trust me, I don't trust anybody either, uh, perhaps, this is just, you know, fictional. And so once understanding that, he can say, but now there's no mom there on top of me shouting, I'm my own person, I have my life in front of me. And so we let that go, we interrupt that belief that he can't trust people. We say, yes, I can trust people. I can trust my team. I believe in their talent. I know they're going to help me. And these are the suggestions that we tell them. You know, we guide them through. And obviously, we ask them questions. They give me their suggestions, honestly. It's not me who makes them up. The client gives me what he wants. So I ask him, how would your life be if you could trust? And this is what I suggest to them. So do you understand? And then they have to listen to it. I give them a recording after the session and they listen and they listen and they start to build trust. So in business, this is what I use it for, for anything that perhaps is, uh, wants to be improved upon, uh, augmented, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you for that. Now, tell me, about the, um, tell me about the process. How do you get the, the individual to understand the, the value in hypnosis? Because if they are coming to you, it's because they have not yet been able to explore the potential. Otherwise, they wouldn't come. Uh, perhaps they are coming also with some doubts that they don't yet understand <laughs> the full potential of it. Yes. Tell me how you manage to get them into, into it and make it work for them. I mean, your client now. Yes, yes. Many Some can be skeptical and they say, no, but, you know, that means I lose control. I, no, no, my God, what happens if this happens and that? And then I say, don't worry. 
I just show them, actually, I do show them the, the quick self-hypnosis. I say, look, I don't even have to put you in hypnosis. You can do it yourself. Here we go. Try it just through the simple process. And so then they start to become familiar. Sometimes I even give them a recording before a session, not after. On, they tell me on the phone, like we have a one-hour discovery call, and I say, okay, what are your issues? I'll say, oh, look, I'll make you just a little general recording. Listen to it for a few weeks. Get yourself comfortable with it, because this is all it is after all. You know, it's just giving yourself better suggestions. And then if you feel, come to me afterwards. And actually, 10 out of 10, they come back because they realize that it's just a new way of thinking, a way of thinking that can augment that potential because in humans our potential is not fixed our potential you get there and it can expand and it can expand even more that's why people break records and you know are able to achieve these amazing things as you well said obey we have this potential that's enormous and so they start to have to be comfortable with this idea of hypnosis and realize that it's a kind of a meditation an internal but with deliberate intention, we want to achieve a certain goal. Thank you for that. All right, I, I was saying before that um, sometimes we need help to be able to navigate even within ourselves because we are ocean of information. We are powerful. We have access to, <laughs> at one point, I refer to it as a database of information containing everything that has happened in the entire existence. But which is we can only tap into through the self, uh, the, the subconscious. But we don't naturally uh, sometimes know how to go about it. I want to understand what is the importance of a coach in this sense to be able to help us do this. Yes. Because if we could all do it, we will all be doing it. No? Okay, we are doing the elementary part of it. Sometimes we don't understand, but we, we see that things function. Like I was saying before, no, uh, that uh, at a point, maybe I, will, I wanted to understand something that wasn't very clear for me. I will make sure I do it uh, later in the, in the night before I sleep. And usually in the morning, I will see the result. But I, I really haven't understand the empirical meaning behind those things that are happening. I just see some results sometimes. Because if I understand it deeper, then of course I'm going to leverage it better. So I, I'm in that phase. Uh, the importance of a coach to help us navigate this powerful instrument we have um, okay. without using hypnosis to be able to reach it or use other instrument to reach it. But sometimes in a natural state, we don't know how to leverage it. Let me understand that. Yeah, well, there is a lot of studying. I, I, I like kind of went back to university these last years studying. There are procedures and processes. We don't just come and say, okay, do this, do that, do that. We learn a lot. And so there is definitely a methodology behind what us coaches and hypnotists do. And firstly, it's questions. That's number one. Ask questions. And through questions, we can also help resolve certain people's issues because they get awareness, you see. We want people to reflect and we help them to reflect to find out in a creative process. So by doing hypnosis, we, we allow the creative side of us to come out again. You know, we, we get rid of those blocks. 
So having these process and methodology helps that person like you and me, you know, on the street where I must say, I I was also lost before my coachings. I couldn't understand anymore uh, where I was going or who was right because reality is subjective and everybody has their view of reality. And perhaps I was seeing the world in one way, but I wasn't able to get along with someone else. Why? What am I doing? I couldn't get this, this knowledge. And so a coach helps you to open, you know, the, the weeds. That's what we're doing. We want to plant new seeds, new openings and awakenings. And, and obey, we learn by repetition. So I have to give homework to the clients. I have to say, if you want to really get there, you can't just come to me for two hours and think it's done. You've got to think about it day and night and repeat to yourselves the words that are going to get you to where you want to go. Repetition, repetition, repetition all the time to rewire that unconscious you know, belief. Uh, but, but what we're doing is actually we're, we do neuroplasticity. Sorry, this is a technical term. We help you to, you know, allow new neural pathways to be formed, to allow new um, ways of doing things to be established in the brain by doing this through repetition. So new uh, possibilities, new talents, new everything, whatever you want, and also just, I, I, I don't want people to think that we have to, we have to achieve the top. We have to just be happy and serene in the life that we have. And even a coach can help you get there. If there are just some issues, you know, relational issues, I can't handle my children or something, I, I don't know what to do with them. We can help you navigate all these little uh, niches that we have uh, in life. All right. Rewire our brain. I think you, you use that term. Um, is it possible that we could change uh, our thoughts? We could actually rewrite our... Okay, I know instead of... I already said it before, but I, I want you to respond to that. Is it possible that we could actually rewrite our own reality? How easy it is um, to rewrite our worldview using maybe hypnosis? Uh, so that uh, what we used to uh, hold as, uh, okay, it's all within mindset, that what we used to believe or used to think or used to react, the way we used to do things, we can completely change it. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I know I believe you, otherwise I wouldn't be saying this, but I'm just asking you, uh, what what are the ways to make it happen? Okay. Sort of rewire our brain so that we can... We can become new again. Of course, this is something that we'll be hearing. Uh, it's not. It's not the first time that we are hearing. Okay, I, I just. I don't want to use or well, just born again. But no, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, help me understand that. How do we make it happen for us to rewire our brain so that we can sort of become fresh again, according to what we want to be? Great question. And you know, many people think it's very difficult. And I thought it was as well, but actually it isn't really because if you follow certain rules and you instruct yourself correctly, you can rewrite 
or not rewrite. We don't want to rewrite. You can re, let's say, uh, create a better reality for yourself now. And you know why it's so easy? Because it's the words you say, the thoughts, because the thoughts you think will affect the words you say and the images you have. So you have to be very careful of what you are saying every single day because those words will make the images. So you can change from now, like I now in this second, I could have, I could say, oh, my son, my son is driving me crazy. He's, he's just never stays still, never does what I tell him. I, I can rewrite those words and say, okay, my son is very challenging at the moment, but it's only a temporary problem and he's age appropriate. He's acting in, in, a, which in the right way for a 14-year-old. And immediately, my whole vision of life changes. So it's a rule of the mind. The words you tell yourself, the thoughts you put in your mind, you are in control of your thoughts. Only you, no one else. Actually, the only thing we are in control of is our mind and our bodies. And of course, your mind will also affect the health of your body. You know, mind is so powerful. So it's you that can really drive the bus, as they say, with your thoughts, words, and images. So it's not really so difficult, but there are like other rules. Like for instance, if I say, I, I'm dying to speak in public, but I have fear. Well, the mind cannot accept two conflicting, you know, beliefs. So where do you want to be? You want to have fear or you love the speaking in public? Because people associate pain to many things. So because we are wired to go towards pleasure. So in order to change, we have to make those things that are painful for us pleasure. So I need to lose 10 kilos. Oh, but I really hate going to the gym. It's such a pain to go to the gym. No, link pleasure to going to the gym. Ah, I love going to the gym. It's going to make my body great and healthy. So you got to change. So there are rules to follow, but we definitely can do it. And hypnosis, these are all the suggestions I tell you about. Because we studied it, we learned it, we know the process and the procedure, and that's how we can be of aid, you know, and I'll facilitate our clients. Is it possible that uh, when a client is not collaborating, you still will be able to help the client to decode the information that is inside? Okay, I am where I'm going now. Yeah. Is, uh... <laughs> I see what you're trying to say. All right, all right, all right. Go from there. Say something there. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you know, that one zero to 10 is a great question. How much do you want this? Because if you don't really want it, it's hard to make the change, you know? So do you really feel something is not right? As soon as you have that kind of feeling, many people, as you said earlier, obey, they push it away. We push it down into the subconscious, becomes hidden. Feelings of, I don't know, uh, sadness, uh, whatever you may have, you know, of, of feeling guilt. We, we don't want to face it. And so we say, well, no, 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 let me just put it away. But if you have that feeling that something is just not as it should be, well, then, okay, are you ready to face up to this new awareness? You know, people are often feel perhaps that they can never, 
how can forgive themselves for things that happened in the past that they maybe did. But yes, we are human. We are all flawed. We have all made mistakes. Not one person is perfect. It's impossible. So you've got to also have compassion for yourself and say, okay, it happened. It's over. Now I go forward. But I don't want to be, you know, bogged down by this past. And so it's awareness, wanting to maybe just feel better, you know, and, and, and relieved. Free yourself. Echo, this is what we're trying to do. Free ourselves. All right. Now, who should uh, contact you for, uh, for hypnosis? I mean, like, who should need these hypnosis, maybe within the business environment? Oh, you know, I actually have a lovely lady. Oh, sorry about that. A lovely lady who's one of my clients, and she's a manager. And, she, and I, the first session, I said, okay, so what do you want to talk about today? What problem do you have? I said, she said, but why do we have to work on a problem? I don't know. I want to just expand my potential and understand more what is my purpose and vision in life. I said, fantastic. Let's go for this. Of course we can. So I can help people who have issues or little things they want to just better or, or they're wondering why can't they get forward in their career? What is blocking them? Or, you know, that's the one. And the other is how can I even become better at what I'm doing? That's anyone in business with whatever issue can be resolved. Actually, hypnosis can really deal with so many things. It's, it's so wide. And so whoever would like to just take their lives that step further, you know, is, is welcome, is, is able to do this with me. All right. Now, how can people connect with you, uh, those who want to work with you? Where can they find you? I am on LinkedIn and um, Natasha Sokota, LinkedIn. And I have a website, which maybe we can put at the bottom. And perhaps that's the easiest through the socials, direct message. Since, you know, we're all in on different places, you can direct message me and uh, we can immediately, whatever you wish, we can have a chat about it. That's right. Marissa Peer. Okay, Marissa Peer taught me my hypnosis. She is a British therapist and um, voted one of the best in the UK. And I learned my uh, hypnosis from her. So it's, mm. called, it's called Rapid Transformational Therapy. And that's, this is my mentor. <laughs> we all have to learn from somewhere, from yes. somebody, because we are not born with... Yeah, we are born with the, with the default and the default is going to make our life lead the default life, which is like every other animal. If we need something different now, then we are going to exactly. <laughs> rewrite it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, life is just a learning. I find that that's it. I'm learning every day and we learn every day just to enjoy the beauties of what we have around us and also to handle the difficulties so in a better way so that we don't react in the reptilian way so that we are able to respond you know have a state and that's what executives and leaders they need to maintain their state uh, you know their emotional intelligence has to be really high so this is what we also do throughout all our um, sessions all right thank you so much for that Natasha now what would be your final thought here considering what we have discussed today about hypnosis and how to use it within the area of business and of course also in your personal life it's not only a business, but also in your personal life, you can also 
use uh, this tool to tap into your subconscious and then exactly it become an ocean of, of possibilities yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> so how would you conclude the conversation so that that i love what you've just said an ocean of possibilities i really believe that hypnosis can give you that um it allows you to really do things that you never thought possible um and it's and and all it is is tapping into your own resources this is the beauty is that we're not going out to try and find things it's you you've got it in you and just let it out and this is all i want to say hypnosis allows you to do that and it's just so powerful thank you so much it has been a pleasure talking with you natasha thank, thank you, you very much as always as always thank you so much <laughs> thank you i appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate our review Obehead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead A14. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.